From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. A tumultuous and unusually productive year for Congress ended quietly on December 18th with the passage of a $1.1 trillion spending bill to keep the government running and a package of tax breaks for businesses and individuals worth about $680 billion. Everyone in Washington had some flesh in the game, and the hundreds of pages of bill text revealed many winners and losers. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ Budget and Economics Editor Jay Norman, and by Appropriations Reporter Tamar Halloran on the Hill to talk about some of the highlights. First, Tamar, in her permanent station in the Capitol, you were there for many, many hours, some late nights, some early mornings as the deal went down. Why don't you set the scene for us? The omnibus was running about a week behind schedule. Committee leaders initially hoped to unveil it on December 7th, but they were having issues with some of those big, troublesome riders. So talks stretched into that week and into the weekend, and it was really unclear when we were going to see the bill. We came back on Monday the 14th, nothing. We were told it would come out Tuesday the 15th, and we waited what seemed like forever. It was early evening, and we still didn't have a deal. There was a 7 o'clock meeting with House Democrats, and they really did not have anything to show for it. And we were wondering whether anything was going to happen at all, if, if maybe a shutdown was possible. But we were told it would come, and we waited and waited and heard, uh, finally heard around 9.30 that there would be something as details began spilling out. But it felt like it took ages for them to process all the paperwork and actually upload the bill text online. They were supposed to post it before midnight, which they were able to do for the tax package. Um, but we didn't see the text of the omnibus until closer to 1.30, making even the most hungry and curious budget reporters really darn exhausted and cranky the next day. Jane, let's talk about who won in this year-end deal. The bill contains maybe the biggest energy policy change in a decade by ending a 40-year ban on exporting U.S. crude oil. That's got to please producers and lawmakers from energy states, and it uh, kind of avoided a keystone effect. Um, Heidi Heidkamp of uh, North Dakota was one of the, the lawmakers very proud about that. They were very happy because now they can get higher exports for their states and lower gas prices possibly as well for, for consumers. Environmental groups also did really well. The negotiators who were involved in putting together the final version of the omnibus took out these Republican policy proposals on water pollution, ozone, power plant carbon commissions rules, all of these writers, these policy writers, as we call them, that were aimed at undoing President Obama's climate and environmental agenda. So that was a big win for them. Planned Parenthood, the women's health group, dodged a concerted effort uh, that began last summer with a series of undercover videos that purported to show the group profiting from the sale of aborted fetal tissue. Uh, Republicans tried to strip the federal funding for the group from Medicaid and the Department of Health and Human Services' Title X family planning account. In fact, that account remained flat in the year-end package at about $287 million. And, you know, when we started on this whole process of negotiation on the omnibus, everybody thought that the big hot-button issue would be refugees and trying to stem the flow of refugees into the United States following the Paris terrorist attacks, and then even more so after the tragedy in San Bernardino. But that kind of just went away in the end. Uh, the, the package that was negotiated did away with a House plan that would have effectively frozen the flow of refugees from Iraq and Syria. 
Actually, it contains sizable funding boosts for refugee resettlement programs. So it was the opposite of what was expected. And I would suspect that issue will resurface in a presidential election year next year. We, we can a, hear it coming, can't we? Yes, we can. Uh, among the other winners, 9-11 first responders who won a long-term reauthorization of a health program and an extension of a related compensation fund uh, elevated uh, by 11th hour pestering from comedian John Stewart, who really mounted a, a lobbying effort along with some of the uh, the first responders to the 2001 terror attacks. That was rolled into the package as well. With help from Senator Chuck Schumer, who is probably going to be the next uh, minority leader or majority leader in the Senate, depending on who has control. Very powerful lawmaker supporting that as well. So let's talk about uh, some of the losers, and we start with uh, e-cigarette producers. Yeah, they lost. Um, they wanted uh, they wanted to exempt many of their products from the Food and Drug Administration's approval process. And had they won, it could have set up the industry with an easier pathway for new products going forward. Instead, the FDA is going to come up, uh, we expect, with a deeming rule early next year that will put e-cigarettes and certain other products like premium cigars under its uh, regulatory power for the first time. Wall Street was disappointed. Uh, Republicans failed in efforts to further chip away at that Dodd-Frank financial overhaul. Uh, among the efforts this year, um, the Republicans wanted to bring the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau under congressional appropriations, and they also wanted to ease stringent mortgage lending requirements that were set by the 2010 overhaul. Uh, that language was dropped by negotiators. And, you know, another thing was anti-abortion forces. Uh, they did not win new language expanding the conscience clause to opt out of abortions. Another issue we really thought was going to be a big deal, and that went away as well. And there were many in the House Freedom Caucus who were particularly very unhappy that they did not get any, really any advantage at all for the pro-life forces in this bill. Uh, the, the, the omnibus also did not reinstate the Mexico City policy, which would bar aid to foreign organizations that provide abortions as part of a menu of family planning services. So they lost out big on that, too. We should point out that Planned Parenthood will come back, that issue will come back early next year in a budget reconciliation bill President Obama is sure to veto, but that the House plans to send up as soon as it comes back in January. Uh, that would call for a one-year funding ban as well as uh, a gutting of major provisions in the health care law. So, again, another issue that will resurface. Uh, also among the losers, Verizon and Comcast, uh, who lost when negotiators dropped language that would limit the Federal Communications Commission's ability to enforce its net neutrality rules. And those are, of course, aimed at preventing Internet providers from discriminating between content creators. So some big business interests uh, didn't do that well. Surprisingly, except for big oil. Big, big oil. oil did great. American Petroleum Institute probably having a nice holiday party. Nice holiday party. Lots of shrimp. Well, it's been a great year, and we appreciate uh, the efforts of... Uh, Budget and Economics Editor Jane Norman and her hardworking team following this package uh, through the end. And until next time, I'm Adriel Bettelheim thanking you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm.